0: Welcome. You are listening to a recording provided for the use of the blind and print-impaired. Materials or items read on Airs LA are the copyright property of the original authors and publishers. No unauthorized use or duplication is permitted. I'm Ernesto Sambrano. Today's article is by Chris Gaiomali from the October 2022 edition of GQ. I wish I was a little bit taller. Part one. Please note, this is a men's magazine, and as such, may include offensive topics or language. A growing number of men are undergoing a radical and expensive surgery to grow anywhere from 3 to 6 inches. The catch? It requires having both your femurs broken. GQ goes inside the booming world of leg lengthening. Today was a good day. John Lovedale is feeling pretty good, despite the fact he should not be walking right now. It's a little after 9am on a hot Saturday morning in Las Vegas, and he's ambling through the Aria Resort and Casino with a pronounced limp wincing as he throws his hips into wide semicircles and dragging his feet exactly where they need to be. The effect is like a Grand Theft Auto extra who's just been sniped in the butt. John is in his mid-forties and stands 5 feet 11 and a half, big-hearted laugh, built like a saguaro cactus. If you squint, he kind of resembles a Brolic Neil deGrasse Tyson. He's in town to see his orthopedic surgeon, having arrived last night from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, where he works as a network engineer for the government. He almost missed his flight, and was in such a rush, he forgot to bring the crutches he's supposed to be using. But, again, he's been feeling pretty good. That John is on his feet at all is impressive, and probably foolish, considering that only eight months prior, he was five feet eight and a half. Back in September, he paid $75,000 for the agonizing privilege of having his legs surgically lengthened. That entailed having both his femurs broken and adjustable metal nails inserted down their centers. Each nail is made of titanium, which is both flexible and sturdy, like bone, and about the size of a piccolo. The nails were extended one millimeter every day for about 90 days via a magnetic remote control. Once the broken bones heal, ta-da, a newer, taller John. With a procedure like this, there are, of course, some caveats. All the height gain obviously comes from your legs, so your proportions can look a little weird, especially when you're naked. Also, the recovery can be long and taxing. When we meet, the bones in John's legs are not yet fully healed, and a small section of his right femur is still a little soft, like al dente spaghetti. The smallest stumble could snap a bone in two, and it's especially dangerous since he's a big guy, over 200 pounds. Then there's the pain, which is relentless, ambient, The extension of the nails in his legs stretched the nerves and tissue around the bones, especially the thick, meaty muscles like the hamstrings, to an almost excruciating degree. He couldn't walk for months. They fill you with enough painkillers that it's bearable, John explains, but his biggest fear was becoming addicted to the drugs, so he weaned himself off the regimen earlier than he should have. Why would someone like John, handsome, confident, funny, a father to three, shell out for a procedure that costs more than a tesla and results in months of agony for a couple of extra inches. It's not like he was particularly short, at just shy of the average height of an american man, 5 feet 9, but the opportunity to be above average was too good to pass up. "I notice that taller people just seem to have it easier," John says, laughing. He shrugs. "The world seems to bend for them." It was last summer when, after a google search, John was first swarmed by Facebook ads for the Limplast X Institute, a clinic in Las Vegas founded in 2016 by Kevin DeParshad, Dr. D. If You're Nasty, one of only a handful of surgeons in North America who perform cosmetic leg lengthening and among the leading experts in the procedure. When I first called up Dr. D., he told me that business has been booming. Since the onset of the pandemic's work-from-home era, the Limplast X Institute has been seeing twice its normal number of patients and sometimes as many as 50 new people a month. That claim is backed up by a BBC report suggesting that hundreds of men in the US are now undergoing the procedure every year. On paper, it makes sense. Stigmas around cosmetic surgery are fading, especially for men. According to the American Society of Plastic Surgeons, in 2019, male cosmetic procedures were up 29% from two decades prior. But male height, particularly the absence of it, is one of the last social stigmas as if the new rules of body positivity fail to apply vertically. Short guys aren't so much discriminated against as they are precluded from stuff, like dating certain taller people or making your frosh-soft basketball team. According to a 2009 study of Australian men, short guys make less money than their taller peers, about $500 a year per inch, are less likely to climb the corporate ladder. According to one survey, the average height of a male Fortune 500 CEO is 6 foot and for the cis and straight among us, have fewer romantic opportunities with women. A 2013 study conducted in the Netherlands found that women were taller than their male partners in just 7.5% of cases. I'm 5'6 on a good day, i found that being short is great for flying economy class, and not much else. The promise of Dr. D's institute is that, for a price, you can increase your odds of becoming a Fortune 500 CEO, and people are willing to pay. Most patients will fork over from $70,000 to $150,000, depending on how many inches they want to gain. The majority opt for the standard 3 inches, which can be expected if you only get your femurs done, a process that takes about a year, but 6 inches is possible if doctors later do your tibias as well. You then have to get the nails surgically removed, which costs an additional $14,000 to $20,000. Money an issue? Personal financing is available through SoFi, the online bank. John took out a loan for his femurs, $1,200 a month for the next five years. It's nothing short of a miracle that we can change something in the human body that was once unchangeable. A short king can transform himself into just a king, as long as he's willing to subject himself to the kind of horrifying, life-altering injury traditionally associated with getting hit by a bus. It's as if we're playing God to appear slightly more bonable on tender. On some level, it's grotesque. It's also a medical wonder and it raises all kinds of thorny existential questions, like whether creations as fragile as us should be playing God at all. Adjustments Like most cosmetic surgeries designed to make you a hotter version of yourself, cosmetic leg lengthening was originally intended to help patients with real and sometimes dire conditions. The procedure was developed in the 1950s by a Soviet orthopedic surgeon named Gavril Ilizarov, who wanted to treat complex bone fractures and deformities like limb discrepancies. The process is, to put it lightly, really fucking gnarly. It involves a medieval-sounding device called the Ilizarov Frame, an adjustable apparatus that is wrapped around, say, the lower part of a patient's leg, ankle to knee, like scaffolding erected around a townhome. The patient's leg is then broken, and the apparatus' series of pins pierce the leg, jamming through skin and muscle until they are fixed to the bone itself, where they remain for months, holding the severed bones in place slightly farther apart than they'd naturally be positioned, so that new bone tissue grows to fill the gap. After spending months bedridden, a patient with, say, a shorter left leg, could miraculously find himself with two legs of more or less the same size. The Elizarov frame is still in use. What's relatively new is the alternate form of leg lengthening that Dr. D performs, which has rapidly evolved over the past five years. Dr. D compares the procedure to getting your boobs done, if you want to change this characteristic about yourself, I'm not changing who you are. You're still who you are. This is just one thing that you want to change about yourself. One of the main innovations at Dr. D's clinic is the extendable titanium nails that can be inserted directly into the bone, meaning patients no longer have to deal with open sores from the Elizarov frame's pins. Now surgeons are looking for other ways to streamline the process. From 2019 to 2021, there existed a load bearing nail constructed out of stainless steel, which is stronger than titanium, an innovation that enabled patients to walk almost immediately after surgery. Those weight-bearing nails were recalled after evidence emerged that the steel might corrode, but Dr. D says that a new nail is awaiting FDA approval and should be available in 2023. As I would discover, Dr. D is always trying to find new and better ways to lengthen legs. When I meet him in Las Vegas, I quickly notice how fast he talks, like his work calendar is an infinite block of Google Blue. If you were to ask him what he loves most, he would likely include his wife and two young daughters, the HBO show Entourage, and Bone, which he calls the most exciting tissue in the world. It repairs itself, he exclaims. You die and it's the only thing that's around when you're gone. We're eating dinner inside Catch Las Vegas, a trendy seafood joint where all the servers look softly VSCO-filtered, despite the evening's oppressive heat, Dr. D, who is 5'10", is wearing diesel jeans and a black button-up shirt with polka dots underneath a black vest. Originally from Kingston, Ontario, he studied medicine at McGill with a postgrad fellowship at Harvard and initially thought he'd work in a more boring specialty, something like internal medicine, until he did a rotation in orthopedics with a famous surgeon from Montreal named Ken Brown. Brown ran a center called the Lizzie Clinic, which focused on fixing bone deformities in children, lengthening bone, correcting clubfoot deformity, tibial deformities, That sort of thing, Dr. D. explains. Working for Brown, he was captivated by the idea of using devices like the Elizarov frame to stretch and distort bones and heal injuries. We're actually creating this bone in this space, he recalls a fellow explaining, as he squinches his thumb and index finger like he's appraising a diamond. I looked at him like, you're lengthening this bone? You're fixing this two-inch discrepancy in this patient? It seems like magic. Dr. D.'s patients don't fit into any one phylum except that most are loaded. Physicians, finance guys, actors, CEOs, a news anchor, even college basketball players looking for a few more statistical inches, though Dr. D doesn't recommend this. It's hard to predict what the athletic outcome is going to be, he says. What I generally tell patients is, look, if your paycheck depends on you being faster than the guy next to you by milliseconds to get that position, then this may not be the procedure for you because it can decrease your athletic ability. There are trans men, who often just want that extra stature to feel more like themselves. Dr. D sometimes does leg shortening for trans women. I talked to a Filipina nurse who was under 5 feet, and now she's not. One patient, a popular YouTuber in Asia, apparently paid for the procedure by selling a few Bitcoin. And of course, there are tech bros. A whole gaggle of tech bros. I joked that I could open a tech company, says Dr. D. I got like 20 software engineers doing this procedure right now who are here in Vegas. There was a girl, because girls can be tech bros too, yesterday from PayPal. I've gotten patients from Google, Amazon, Facebook, Microsoft. I've had multiple patients from Microsoft. What all the patients I spoke with have in common is that leg lengthening helps them feel like a more complete version of who they think they are. A lot of patients see it as an investment in themselves, and not necessarily romantically, says Dr. D., Stature is such an important part, I think, of who you are and how you perceive the world and how the world perceives you. Being able to alter that is so impactful. John remembers the first time he realized he had actually become a taller person. He was standing over the toilet to pee when the trajectory of his stream felt off. And I'm pissing all over the place, he tells me. I'm not used to peeing being dangerous. I'm used to going right there. I'm having to adjust for those three inches. To explain his change in height, he told everyone outside his immediate family, including his supervisor, that he fell in the bathtub and needed surgery to fix a broken hip, even though he'd never even broken a bone before. These days, John has been working out a bit, upper body weights, some walks on the treadmill. I'm not walking as fast as I could be once I'm fully healed, he says, but every day is more encouraging. Even though it's been an ordeal, he likes being in public now. People just look at you differently when you're tall. I'm not even lying, he says, laughing. I already get a lot more looks at the gym. That brings us to the end of today's article. I wish I was a little bit taller, part one. If you want to learn more about Ayres LA and the types of programs we offer, follow us by clicking on any of the social media links at the top of our webpages. If you like what you see or hear, please click the like button. This podcast is for the sole use of our blind, low vision, and print impaired listeners. Any unauthorized use is prohibited. I'm Ernesto Sambrano, and I'll be back soon with another article. Thanks for listening.